Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Jury Daily Takeover with the Young Family Podcast crew. It is I, your host, Eric Young. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, JTBC. Sup, TBC. Sup, honey. What's going on with you today? Because, uh, listen, we've got one heck of a show for all the listeners because, Carolyn, you've been dealing with just some raw emotion, haven't you? Yes. Can you begin to describe to the listeners what is going on in your tiny baby world? I am just about to, like, freak the F out. Like... Meltdown city right now. I'm struggling just emotionally. I'm exhausted. It's been a tough 24 hours. I'm just hanging on by a thread. So have a seat on the couch. Kick your feet right up. We are going to, we're going to unpack these feelings. All right. Let's, let's just, you know, this is. This is your therapy session right now. And I don't know, maybe the dynamic of there being a whole bunch of anonymous people listening to you, maybe this will really help you to have some profound moments of truth. Am I right? Possibly. So what's up? Why do you feel overwhelmed? Where does it all begin with you? I mean, most days um, I can get through it I can be strong I can put on like a brave face but I don't know for some reason the past like two days I've just like hit a wall like you've been working a lot so I've had to really like step it up um and I just I'm like losing my patience I guess is like the best way that I can like describe it like it's just been like tough to kind of like deal with it all I've been off for a few days but I it hasn't been like all rainbows and fun and you know activities it's just been like all home and kids and and laundry and sick kids and you know issue and you know kids kind of like testing the waters and then being really sweet and then testing the waters and it's just been like a lot to handle so like just like that weatherman yesterday I am just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to freak out on something. You're, you're, you're giving everyone a stern talking to yes. about how you really feel. Yeah, you know, you and I have always um, been a big supporter of like gentle parenting uh-huh. and 
we do a lot of like chats with Jackson when he is acting up and the last like two days I've had to try a new method Mm. still um still gentle but just a different approach because he's been a little bit more testy um the last like two days and so I've kind of had to just like take him into his room I have a chat with him and then I, I say you know come out when you're ready to apologize or kind of reflect on you know maybe like your behavior but it's also been good for me to kind of have that separation so we're kind of like both reflecting in that moment so I don't like lose my patience on him so to summarize everything um you you are feeling overwhelmed by mostly parenthood or just uh, everything like my mind right now is like a million miles an hour like I I want to lose weight, but I don't have time to lose weight. I want to well, like Well, that came out of left field. I want to like put away the laundry, but Riley sleeps in our closet. I want to like you know, sit There's on There's also ca- another stern moment of truth for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Riley sleeps. It's a big walk-in closet, but you it's know. It's still a closet. It's a closet. So it's just like I I feel that I don't have and not, there's not enough time in the day, mm. and I am just, I, I just, I don't know how people, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how everyone does it and remains like sane or happy or what I, you know, and like and like even like tonight as I'm putting Jackson to sleep, like I, I was like trying my hardest not to like just like be upset because I've had, like, such a rough day, you know, with him. And then as, like, we're, like, falling asleep, he's, like, so sweet. And, you know, I almost started crying, and I'm just, like, this is what it's all about. Like, you know, these are, like, the moments that kind of bring you back into, like, that reality and that sweet moment that, you know, you are being a good parent and that, you know, it is okay to have these, like, rough, like, moments in time, you know? You know what's crazy? That it, it certainly, in time, you're going to look back upon this phase of life fondly. Isn't that nuts? There's no way that you're not going to. Like, no matter what kind of terrible situations, this is just my own personal uh, theory, but, like, we always find a way to develop nostalgia over the, the eras of yore, Right? And there's going to be some point, especially because these are the (laughs) points when our kids are one and three years old. And these are these fleeting, precious years and moments, as you just described. And um, you're going to miss it at one point. And I'm not not trying to rub that in your face. I'm not trying to, to negate your feelings of being overwhelmed right now by saying... But you're gonna miss this, so like you better enjoy it while it lasts. I'm simply pointing out what I said at the beginning of this. Isn't it nuts that for as crazy, like hard and exhausting and just like mentally beat down and maybe even physically beat down that you feel right now, uh, there is, in my opinion, going to be a time that you look back and say, huh, ah, missed those days. 
It's just, yes. it's just yes. weird, isn't it? It's I just I know weird. that I will miss these days because there are a lot of sweet things that are happening on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I love being a mom and I have two of the most amazing children. But like parenthood is hard. And I, I mean, I know that we talk about that, but it's like I don't – and sometimes I feel like we talk about almost like too much. And then I, I think, am I crazy? Like – they, nobody else says how hard it is or how exhausting it is or maybe not as much as like I think that they do. And then I'm like, am I the only one that feels this way? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm almost like trying to do, do you know, trying to do too much, but it's not really a big, you know. Just, just you know, just completely uh, running out of all energy and will to do everything. <laughs> um <laughs> It's been, a, it's been you a also shared recently, you know, in one of our uh, first episodes in our most recent season of the Young Family Podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes or Stitcher or I think those are the main two platforms it's on right now. Um, SoundCloud. Um in one of our first episodes of the most recent season, you uh, we dedicated uh, almost an entire episode to talking about you confessing that you have anxiety, yes. that you are a parent with anxiety. Casually, in one of the episodes this week, maybe last week, you also mentioned in a topic here that you are an individual that is afflicted with anxiety. Do you think that that might be one of the big differentiators or do you how much do you think that your exhaustion and feelings of being overwhelmed uh in parenthood for these past couple of days uh is is attributed to that? I think that we are at a stage in our children's life where they require I mean, I say a lot of attention, but I think that kids are always going to need a lot of attention in some f- form. But, I mean, you know, in a nutshell, and then we will move on. But it's just like in the last year or so, you are starting your own business. You know, I started a new job. We have two kids. You know, it's, it's just a lot of change all at once. And meanwhile, we're trying to give the kids as much attention as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... When do I have time for myself? Like, when am I supposed to, like, work out? When am I supposed to shower? When am I supposed to, like, eat? Because your your priority is now your children. Mm-hmm. You know, providing for them, sacrificing for them. And, you know, you kind of be, you know, you, you just kind of put yourself um, naturally, like, aside. So, I mean, I'm just having a rough day. That's all. Like, it's just like, I have good days. I have bad days. Just This just happens to be one of those days where, you know, you know, the kids are, you know, got the best of me. And um, you got yourself a microphone. And so you're, you're fixing to talk about it. Listen, I appreciate that you did. I have a two-part question for you. Part A. Do you think that you would benefit from a life coach no i would benefit from like an assistant yeah a helper a valet not a valet an assistant or like a maid i think that's what valet means or a chef 
or like... All of those things rolled into one? Yeah. So you don't need anyone motivating you, telling you how to spend your time. You no, want to delegate had, tasks. <laughs> if I had someone to delegate tasks to, then I can take care of myself. I don't have to, like, when the kids go to sleep, I don't have to worry about, you know. I think you are a lot more likely to find the life coach than you are the the team of it just no, I don't need a team. I want one person to do it all. One person to do all that. They're just, you know, there's there is a price for everything in this world. I have a feeling it's going to be kind of steep. Second question, I guess, or this is the second part of the two part question. Uh, are we bad at life? No, I don't think so. I mean, I am ha- I am happy in our marriage. I am happy with our family. I'm happy in my job, but it is, life is hard. Any life is hard. Our yeah, life yeah, is yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, I, 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 and I really can't Everyone's complain. life is hard. I also think we might be a little bad at it. <laughs> Maybe. What are we doing wrong? Help us. Uh, this is a thinly veiled cry for help. <laughs> no, listen, we appreciate people listening uh, you know, this is rather uh, therapeutic, I think, for Carolyn. Uh, she said specifically, while she was stewing in this mood, she's like, turn on the microphones. We got to talk about this because this is, this is really being able to capture uh, some super raw moments of parenthood. Uh, and I want to thank you, Carolyn, for, again, having the courage to talk about these things to a gigantic anonymous uh, audience of online listeners. Uh, there's no real appropriate way to do this. We're going into news. Today's article comes from metro.co.uk. It's actually more of a think piece, I'd say, really than a breaking news story. Uh, title says, Forming romantic and sexual relationships with robots will be widespread by 2050. Who is making this claim, you may ask? Uh, go ahead and check out this article, but because um, it's a long one. We'll, uh, we'll check out some snippets. Our fascination with this concept isn't difficult to unpack. A romantic relationship with a machine takes away all of the messiness and unpleasantness of human emotion and leaves you with something that is much simpler and easier to comprehend, if relatively sterile. Right from the jump, TBC, what do you think? If people having sex with robots, falling in love with robots, what, what is your initial take on this whole situation? Oh, I mean, I find it silly, but I can see how it could happen for the fact that nowadays there are a lot of, like, online relationships. There are, are a lot of, um, like, catfishing going on. All right. Like, people just, like, fall in love with, like, the, like, behind the scenes. Like, the voice, the communication, the text, mm. the emails. So, it's like... For example, like affairs, like almost like an emotional affair is like greater than a physical affair because mm. it takes your heart and your trust and your, you know, emotion in your relationship a little bit like deeper. So 
I think that people are just can easily fall for like the words and you know the fantasy of what somebody is kind of um, like promising them. You know, there was one paragraph that stuck out in particular, a quote that said, uh, it would provide the affection, company, and love without the fear of rejection, being cheated on, or heartbreak after a breakup, she says. That's all the article says. Um, Like I said, you're probably going to have to read through this yourself if this is something that truly interests you. But that's the part that stuck out because um, the reason why love and affection and a a truly mutual uh, loving relationship is this freaking magical experience is because of the existence and potential of rejection. You see? Without the 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 chance of the person not loving you, then the love is no longer special. Because then it's just it's always there. But that's the way that that things work in the physical and the emotional universe. You have to have the potential of a negative in order for there to be any impact of the positive. You take away the potential of the negative, you got nothing. And I think that that's what this article is really trying to say in in very long form, is that like, yeah, we're already having sex with robots. They're sex bots. There was a video I shared with you last year, in fact. It might have been a, a, exactly about a year ago where there was like this really, really like realistic looking sex bot and I posed the question to you. Not <laughs> specifically just for conversational purposes. Is it cheating if I were to have sex with this robot? Because it's not a living thing. To which you replied, Yes. It's cheating. Which actually blew my mind. I mean, it's like, you know, because where do you where do you draw the distinction between a sex toy and a a, a robot that's so realistic that it looks like a person? I mean, my mind can't even like (laughs) you can't even right now. I'm not trying to make the case for like, you know, this being okay because truthfully, it's not something that I would do because you want to know the only thing that matters, whether or not whether or not it makes my partner comfortable or uncomfortable right? Because I'm a man in a committed relationship. I did use that particular conversation between the two of us, though, to send out a group text to my friends. And I was like, if you want to have an interesting conversation with your your partner this evening, then ask them what their thoughts would be uh, on you having sex with a, a sex robot. What do they say? I think that the responses varied from um like go for it but what a loser to (laughs) to like yes it's cheating yeah and i think there were a couple in between basically that's funny yeah yeah moving on to emails today's email comes from jason m Thanks for writing in. Uh, He says, question for the Young Family Podcast. Hello, Eric and Carolyn. Justin has talked about how, quote, news is hard because people seeing the same thing from different perspectives can both be right. Is there a story that Justin loves to tell 
that is completely different from Eric's point of view. Little backstory here, TBC. Jason M. wrote us like a week or so ago. And I feel bad about that. I feel bad admitting that, Jason M., because your email sat in the inbox for a while. And I clicked it, I looked at it, I read it, I thought about it, closed it, days later, revisited, clicked open, cycle repeats, and I'm like, man, I don't have a great answer for this guy. I want to have a great answer because he's basically just like, this is like, uh, uh, like podcast volleyball right here. Bump, set, spike. He just set us up with a softball for us to just like hammer down, right? Right. Really awesome topic, Jason M. Um, this is what I've learned in my reflections. I think Justin and I agree on a lot of things. I think we are pretty objective people overall. Um, you know, certainly we were, you know, we've had our situations where we've been at odds at, e uh, at each other or maybe had varying opinions as we were growing up. But especially, I would say, like, from, you know, the college days on, Justin and I have gotten along and seen eye to eye on a lot of things. Boring. Boring, right? <laughs> so, in order to even attempt to answer this question... I got to go back to the days where I was 15, Justin, 18 and a half, I guess, because he's three and a half years older than me. Uh, I remember that I was 15 because I had recently acquired my learner's permit in the great state of Florida. That's when you uh, can first operate a motor vehicle on the road, but you have to have a parent in the car with you. I'm going to try and make this story quick. My brother, my mom, and I are all on a West Coast vacation. Just the three of us. I really have no idea if the law applies in the state that we were in, which I believe was Nevada? Where this The setting of the story, okay? It's summertime, Nevada. I'm 15. I've been begging my mom for the entire trip. We're, like, driving through, like, a few different places and, like, you know, uh, 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 California, Nevada. We're going to Napa Valley, Lake Tahoe. We're on one of the legs of the road trip portion of this whole vacation. And I finally wear my mom down. Good old Gloria Young. And she's like, fine, kid. Get behind the wheel. Let's me drive. We're all just basically under this completely unbased assumption that the law pertains the same way that I, at 15 years old, I'm going to be okay as long as my mom is in the car there driving. As soon as I take the wheel and we're going to our next destination, we, we are routed to this portion of the highway that basically is extremely mountainous and very, very dangerous. We all of a sudden wind up shooting up an elevation. We are basically driving on the side of a winding cliff with no guardrail. There are signs everywhere that say danger. Like these roads are not even open for the majority of the year because if there's any amount of snow or ice, it is an extremely dangerous driving situation. Nevertheless, it's summertime. They're open, but there's still these hair point turns that I recall making at like, <laughs> you know, whatever sort of elevation that we're at in these mountains of Nevada. My brother is in the car and he's pissed the entire time. So, I think that really the only difference in the way that we would tell th this story is that I'm going to wrap things up by saying that I, 15-year-old me, heroically gets my mother and my brother <laughs> 
to to the next destination that we were going to. Whereas Justin would tell the story as my mom made the dumbest decision to put the least experienced driver behind the wheel for the most dangerous portion of driving on this entire trip. And it annoyed the shit out of me. (laughs) But he still wants to vote for her for president. We all have our lapses in judgment. (laughs) And with that, my friends, we will wrap up this episode of the Jury Daily Takeover by the Young Family Podcast. We sure enjoy all of you listeners and everyone that writes in uh, to participate in this fine little program we're putting on for you. Continue to do so uh, by sending your emails to jurydaily at gmail.com. TBC, do you remember where everyone can find us if they want to find the Young Family Podcast online? Yes, you can follow us at, or find us at bit.ly slash youngfamilypodcast, all lowercase. And that is basically everywhere where you can find us there. That's right. Uh, So on behalf of the TBC and myself... Saying deuces till next time. Only one more episode. That's right. All right. So savor it, my friends. Uh, And until then, bye. Do you like the way y'all dressed up? Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>